Welcome to this episode of Chamber Chat. Chamber Chat is brought to you by the Council Bluffs Area Chamber of Commerce and also brought to you by Beacon Vacations in Council Bluffs. Terry Oldenburg has been helping families just like yours plan their vacations for over 17 years. Terry is an expert at finding you the trip you want inside the budget you can afford. Maybe it's the Disney trip you've been promising your kids, or how about a second honeymoon on an Alaskan cruise, or a Caribbean cruise is just what you need as you head into the fall months. Beacon Vacations is not under contract with any travel providers, which means your trip is booked on what is best for you, not cost or commission. And the best part, Terry has paid a commission through the resorts, cruise lines, or other suppliers, and that cost is not passed on to you. If you would like to learn more, just visit the website, beaconvacations.com, or call 712-545-1011. On this episode of Chamber Chat, we are joined in studio today by Alicia Fries, Director of Workforce Development at the Chamber, and also we are joined by Dr. Brent Hazing. He's the Superintendent of Schools at Lewis Central in Council Bluffs. Thank you both so much for joining us, Alicia, and always great to see you. You're no stranger coming in on this podcast, and how's your voice today? It's good. Thanks. <laughs> I about sneezed here, though. <laughs> I was like, well, we'll see. <laughs> As we are recording this podcast, you were just at a, a concert last night at the Pink Concert and uh, had your kids out there and having a great time. But with this current heat wave that we're in the middle of, it's it's taken a toll on everybody. So we thank you for coming in and taking the time to join us today. Tell us a little bit about what's going on at the Chamber of Commerce right now. Well, we really today we want to talk about education. So as we all know, some kiddos have gone back to school already. So we're getting ready go back to school tomorrow and this week. And we thought, what a great time to really highlight our school districts that we have here locally. They're doing some amazing work. And over at the chamber, we've got a few new programs happening. Actually, one of them's not new, but we're going to bring it up and chat a little bit about it today that really are here to support our businesses and support our students alike in our school districts. And so those programs that we've got available right now, and the one that we really are pushing the most and advocating for is our Grow CB program, which is generating readiness in our workforce. And so that is important partnership with our school districts. And really what it is is a way for the Council of Area Chamber of Commerce to be an advocate for and promote businesses that are taking the time to invest in our students. It's so important for them to have that work-based learning experience while they're still receiving their education. And so we understand that that takes a lot of extra work on a business to do that, to do those apprenticeships, internships, come into the schools, mentor those students. But we really appreciate their hard work in that. And so with that, they do get quite a bit of promotion and recognition from the chamber as well as that, that thought of knowing they are personally helping develop our future pipeline of talent and our future workforce here locally. So we really are excited about that. And we hope everybody jumps on our page that is a business owner or manager of a, of a business and considers that opportunity and what businesses or what school districts they can work with. And they can always reach out to the chamber to find out more. And you never know, being a business owner or a business manager, uh, you might find some future employees this way because what you're talking about doing is something that back when I was in school, and I go back to the late... <coughs> 80s. This is not, we weren't talking with local businesses back then. We might have a career day where one business might come in and talk a little bit, but it wasn't comprehensive the way that we're starting to see things now. Yeah, absolutely. The school districts have done an amazing job of creating multiple opportunities and ways that businesses or leaders of your organization can jump in and really work with these students. And they definitely can find their future pipeline. Logier, we're working with Logier right now on doing some testimonial videos. They jumped in and were working with the Council West Community School District on their TradeWorks program and actually took on an internship when she was 16 years old as a welder. And that gal actually still works there at Logier and is one of their top welders now. So... That is just another avenue. We, we 
produce other podcasts here besides just Chamber Chat, and one of them is on the trades. And it, it's the point to that podcast is just exploring the option of it. Not that everyone should go down that road, but just giving other options that students can choose from and and. It's, it's making things available to everyone, regardless of what their interests might be. Well, that's exactly right. And regardless of what your interests are, and right now, you know, your interests are kind of funneled in and focused on the experiences and the, the what you get to see, hear, and experience. And so we really want businesses to really open that door for students to go out and be able to explore what they might be really well at and what they might have natural aptitudes towards. So they get that opportunity to experience that while also receiving that education. And then they get to decide at that point, like, is college the right path for them? Is an apprenticeship the right path? This trade works the right path. There are different ways to get to success in life when it comes to your career. We really want to be an advocate for that and try to help open those channels up. Have you gotten feedback from both sides with the businesses and also students about what this process has been like for them? Yeah, we definitely have. It's been very positive on both ends. And so that's why we are currently working on trying to create some videos, some testimonial videos, just so that everybody can see firsthand from the school's point of view, from the student's point of view, and then from the businesses, how this works for them and why they enjoy working with the students. Now, Dr. Brent Hazing is the superintendent of schools at Lewis Central in Council Bluffs. And Dr. Hazing, when you hear about these types of things that the Chamber of Commerce is doing, it has to be seen just as as a wonderful benefit for the students because it's not only what's happening inside of the schools, but you're seeing the community getting involved as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the conversations we've been having a lot of recently is just revolving around that, you know, student college and career readiness and making sure that we're not just expecting all students to go to a four-year school, that if there are students, and anymore, to be honest, it's the majority of students are not going to be four-year college finishers. Now, if we still want to be able to offer those opportunities for students that do want to be successful in college and go get four-year degrees or graduate degrees, but for a lot of our students, their path is more of the trade works, associate's degree, or just going straight in the job work, just straight to the workforce. And so... What we want to do is we want to start designing our program around what it is students want and not what it is we believe students should be doing. And so TradeWorks are huge. We are actually working with a private donor right now who's going to sponsor a new welding program for us. So we'll be able to do some of those trade work programs in-house. We're partnering more with Iowa Western and trying to align our schedules to try to figure out how can we ensure that if we have students who are interested in you know, going off and getting their electrical degree or their welding degree or HVAC or whatever it is, that we are putting their priorities first and making sure that we have systems in place to support them, whether it's transportation to Iowa Western or programs we can offer on campus or apprenticeships or internships or whatever it is that they that they need to be successful. We want 100% of our students that, that when they leave school, to have a plan. And if that plan is just to get right in the workforce and start making money, absolutely. We want to make sure that you are highly trained and highly skilled so you can just, you know, do that and make a living right out of high school and support our community. If you want to be a four-year student, obviously that's an option as well. The other thing that we've done is we've partnered with Iowa West in two facets. One, Iowa Western wrote a grant that allows a college and career readiness counselor to come onto our site two days a week to work with students to help them understand the opportunities that are out there for them in the community college world. And then we also have a different grant we wrote with Iowa West that gives us the funding to have a full-time college and career readiness counselor. And that individual will be charged with ensuring that we have a plan for every single student and that 
opportunities are afforded beyond the Iowa Western connection with businesses, internships, the chamber, whatever it is that we can provide kids to help them be successful. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this sounds as if this is kind of an evolving thing that you're still finding new ways that work and presenting new things to the students. And as Alicia talked about, also with business partnerships as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the game's totally changed when it comes to education. You know, it used to be our goal was to help you score high-end tests so that way you can get in college and then you can, you know, be successful in college. And, you know, in the past probably 15, 20 years, that has really changed and really ramped up here recently, especially with all the new legislation that's passed that allows all this money to be opened up for these college and career readiness opportunities and these career and technical ed opportunities and kind of the focus on career academies and you know, a lot of different avenues that weren't necessarily a focus earlier in education, but now that is kind of the direction everybody's going because they're recognizing that not every kid is a four-year kid that wants to go to a college for four more years, that they just want to get in the workforce. They want to start making money and start living their life. And so for us, it's how can we give them the tools they need to succeed? And so you're, you're starting to see a lot more emphasis or focus on what it is the student wants to be when they graduate. And then we're designing programs and ways to help them get there. Then this is the program our district offers. And, you know, you're going to have to fit within this mold. And also, as a younger person, this is an opportunity to learn some things that maybe they aren't 100% certain what they want to do. And you can't know what a field is like unless you're in it at, at, at some level. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that we stress to kids is, we're, listen, we're not telling you that when you're 14 years old, you got to tell us what career you want to be. I mean, I, I changed my major seven times in college. I'm 38 years old. I still don't know what I want to be. You know, <laughs> I'm a superintendent right now, but who knows? You know, But one of the things we can do is we can give you the opportunity to decide whether or not this is something you want to pursue. And that's through experiences, lining you up with the, with the correct classes and and then helping you kind of determine like, yeah, this really is an interest of mine or or this really, you know, for instance, I wanted to be a dentist when I grew up. And then my senior year, I did a week-long internship during the summer at, at my de- at my local dentist. And I found out real quickly, like, that's not really what I want to do. I don't really want to be a dentist. So, but without that experience, you know, I might have wasted a whole lot of money and time in college. What is the response for the students been at Lewis Central with all of it? Oh, it's, it's positive. You know, the staff have already, they had already taken steps to, to do a lot of that. We do have some scheduling conflicts. We're a trimester schedule, colleges for semester schedules. And so that has been kind of roadblock in the past. We're trying to work through that. Transportation has always been an issue, but we're trying to work through transportation for students that want to attend college um, on campus, you know, looking at our programming in general and trying to decide how can we continue to evolve that. We're Right now, we're looking to do some facility work, and if the community uh, deems it important to pass a bond, then we will start bringing more of those trades down to the middle school in the form of an addition that allow us to do like industrial tech and get kids involved earlier so they can start deciding like, yes, this is a route I do want to take, or no, I'm going to cross this, this off my list right away. I'm not sure I'm going to kind of drop a question on you here that maybe you hadn't thought of, but how far back does it go when this shift in thinking happened that we're, because we're seeing a need. And, and I 
my dad was in blue collar and I talked with some folks around here that are in the, in the blue collar industry. And there's a real need, not just for employees or, or technicians in whatever field it might be, but also business owners because the, the owners of these businesses are aging. And, and I think the average age I heard is now in the fifties of somebody in the trades as they retire, they're going to need replacement. And without these businesses, we can start to fall apart. The air conditioner is not going to get fixed. You know, the, the toilet won't get, you know, right. it'll just be out. So starting at the student level, how far back does that go, do you think? You know, as far as when this when this emphasis kind of right. really started. Yeah, I would say maybe I started in education in 2009, and it wasn't as as late as 2009. This I still remember the the emphasis was on test scores and trying to ensure that we're getting kids off to to a college of some sort. And so... We, we really didn't really see some seismic change until probably 2015, 2016, when all of a sudden, you know, and it really had to do with a, just a lack of skilled labor. You know, things were starting to boom, economy was booming, and we just didn't have enough skilled labor to keep up. And not only that, but we started seeing the, the, the finishing rates of students in college start to drop because they found that they could go to, and I can go to a four-year school and I can go get a job in business and I can come out and I can make $35,000 and have about $40,000 in debt. Or I can go to Iowa Western or another community college and take an 18-month program and become a skilled laborer, an electrician, a plumber, and then come right out of the gate and make fifty, sixty thousand 60000 with no debt. And so, you know, kids are smart. Kids figure that out and they're like, well, I like working with my hands anyway. So that's the direction I want to go. And so schools kind of kind of were kind of late to that game and saying, oh, well, why do you have to go to, why do you have to go take those courses after high school? Why don't you take them during high school? And so all of a sudden these kind of career plans and these career academies started popping up and that emphasis really changed for schools. And so our thing is, is rather than pay for school after you're done, if that's really what you want to do and you know that and you're definitely going to do it, we can get you started earlier, you know. Tell us a little bit more of what's happening at Lewis Central, because there's a lot of excitement. You've got tons of growth, and yeah. it's and you can see it. Anybody that's been by the school, you can you can see it from the road. Just just how much is happening there? Yeah, and so it's an exciting time. It's a scary time because you know for somebody like me that you know I worry about facilities, I worry about budgets, I worry about making sure that we're able to serve kids at a high level. We currently right now are up. I would guess several hundred kids, which is an incredible growth for one year. And what that really does is it puts us in a pinch for classroom space. So we're looking at, like last night, our board for the first time had to deny open enrollments in because of spatial issues, because our eighth grade right now is sitting about 30, 31 kids a class. Really? And we, yeah. yep, in our, our, at Titan Hill, we're sitting at about 25, 26 kids in class, and that's in elementary. Our lower levels are sitting right about 20 to 22, maybe 23. And so that's, for a kindergarten classroom, you want 20 or under. For an intermediate level class, you want about 24 and under. And so we're already exceeding those. Obviously in middle school and high school, anytime you you know get up to 30, that's, that's an incredible amount of students in a classroom. We'll have over a thousand kids in our high school for the first time in several years this year. So what all that means is we, we when I start looking at potential growth in the district, which if, you're any if you have any knowledge about council bluffs you know that all the growth is going to take place in the south and the east portion of council bluffs which happens to be in our school district and so we're estimating we've been told estimates up to 2000 homes being built in our neighbor in our in our school district in the next 5 to 10 years 
We see them popping up right now. That's apartment complexes, homes, duplexes. And with that growth, we currently do not have a single open classroom within our district, not a single one. And so we're, we, we're trying to ask the community to help us out and return to a levy that we had for years and years and years that we let fall off in order to let the taxpayers save some money. We're gonna, that used to be about a $14.50 levy. We're going to ask us to remove, get us back to about a $13.50 levy just so we continue to, we can continue to offer, you know, great services for our kids and, and expand and, and fix, first of all, fix our infrastructure. And then second, just kind of expand our campus with the new elementary school and a middle school addition. So you're talking about with open enrollment, I know that that's not something that you want to have to do, but if you don't, if you don't have the infrastructure and this, as you talked about with the space and no open classrooms, now you're talking about do, do you expand? Is this more building? And that takes time. It's not as if you can just wave a magic wand and right. suddenly you've got more space. Right. And that's the that's the thing. I get asked all the time, like, what about timing? You know, is, is it great timing to build? And I said, well, to be honest, the cheapest it's ever going to be to build is today because tomorrow is going to be more expensive. Next year is going to be about 6% more expensive. So the cheapest it's ever going to be is is today. And when we talk about timing, the, legislator, the legislators changed the timing for us. We used to be able to go after or request a bond about every, you know, three months or so. Now we can only request it one time a year in November. And because we need a levy and we need a a higher tax rate than what we're able to do without a vote, it's going to be a two-vote levy. The first question asks if we can borrow $90 million in order to build a new elementary school, put an addition on the middle school, and renovate all our current schools. And then the second question is, can we have the tax authority to be able to do it? Now, we can only ask the tax authority question on odd years. So if we don't get it this November, it will be two years before we're able to go after it again. And at that point, we'll probably the cost will be about 10% higher at a minimum. And it, from that point, it takes about three years to build an elementary school. And so the only way we get ahead of this growth is to do it sooner rather than later. And so that's why, that's why the timing is, is fairly important. And, and as I see houses popping up all over the place and apartment complexes like I start getting a little bit nervous about the whole situation. So, I see a new shop class project. How about that? Just well, build, build a new school. That would be <laughs> that. I think. I think we'll 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 need that shop first. Before, <laughs> there you go. We have to build. We a can shop have first. build a school. <laughs> Well, there is a lot of excitement and also there is a lot going on. And I know that uh, you're a very busy man over there at Lewis Central and we'll be talking with you again soon about that. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing more about the growth. So Dr. Brett Hazing, superintendent of schools at Lewis Central, Alicia Fries, as you hear Dr. Hazing talk about everything that's going on, and that's just one of the school districts here in town. It has to be encouraging that you hear the schools are on board with everything that you're talking about with what the chamber is doing as well. Yeah, it's really exciting to see their support and to know that they, for them to understand that we're here to support them and to support the students in our community. And so there are a few other things that we've created recently. We're working with the schools and just hearing input about what the students are needing or talking to the students themselves. And so one of the things that we have is we do have on our website, under the Workforce tab, there's a student resource page. And on that resource page, they're going to find a lot of information that's going to help them with that career readiness. So there are going to be resume templates, some samples, and a kind of an explanation of how to write a 
resume and why to write a resume. There's some interview prepping on there. There also is a job board where the members and the community members of Council Bluffs will let us know if they actually do hire our youth in the community. And then we will actually put them up on that job board with the age they start hiring at and a direct link over to their application site. So that is one thing I know I hear a lot as a workforce development director. People are constantly asking me, like, where can my kid work? Where can my teenager work? And so that board is available. They can also go directly to our job board, and businesses can filter in if they are hiring 14, 15, 16, or 18, so that students can then kind of look for someone that they know already understands that they're a student and is going to work with them and work with them with their schedule. So that's something we're really excited about. The other thing that we have available for students, and this right now is something they would have to sign up for on their own, but we do have a program called You Science, and it is the science of you, so it is an aptitude test. So opposed to just looking at what they are interested in doing in life, this will actually give them a series of small games that they play that are kind of like little brain games, and at the end of it, we will show them what their natural aptitudes are. And so students can go on that, sign up with me to take that free. I will send that to them, and then they will get their results back. The results of this tool are is really amazing. It's a very one-of-a-kind tool, and so it is a career mapping tool. So from that point forward, it will show them their natural aptitudes and careers that they would be naturally geared to be successful in. It will also show them careers that they would be interested in or the overlap. When they click on one of those careers, they get to open that career up and kind of see what it looks like to do that job, some of the main job functions. They're going to see what maybe the salary is, salary range is. Even in Iowa, there's a whole map so they can kind of see where the most jobs are available for that career, where the most pay would be at for that career. It then then takes them on to their education. What does that education look like for that? Is it a four-year college? Is it you know going in to get your BA? Is it a trade program? Is it an apprenticeship? And from there, they could actually click in through the schools that offer those or maybe even some apprenticeships, businesses that have registered apprenticeship programs right through there. So it really is a mapping tool that will help them get right from the beginning and even kind of pick their courses through high school so they can kind of knock out some of those courses that they might need some of their basics for college. The other part of that that's super cool that I love is there's a, a discovering you portion of you science, and it really just tells the student all about themselves, about their personality, some of their natural traits, how they work with a team, how they work independently on their own. So it's a great confidence booster. It's a great information for them to learn about themselves and also to be able to utilize when they're building that resume or preparing for their interviews. So. You brought up something that reminded me of a time, oh shoot, it's been probably 20 years ago now, that I was speaking at a school and talking about radio and different things that I did. And one of the students, she was a freshman, she asked me how much money I made. <laughs> and she was chastised for that. The other two, you can't ask that question, you can't ask that question. And I said, no, wait a minute. It's okay. Because I don't think she was specifically curious about what my paycheck was. She wanted to know, what does this career offer that is this something that is worth pursuing? Because the, on the financial end, it's there. And I explained to her that it wasn't. But, <laughs> but anyway, I, when you talked about the salary range of this is what you can expect in this field, and this is about where you should be, I think that's a tremendous resource because a lot of times we've, we've just kind of hidden from that and, and a lot of things with finances. We just, we haven't been teaching our kids well enough, I don't think, that this is, they need to know these things and when they get out of school. 
They do. Fun story about my daughter, actually, who is a senior this year. She, it's same boat, right? She, for years, wanted to be a marine biologist. That was her goal. That was her path. She started doing some research, and I was like, you know, you really need to look into this career. Well, she discovered to be a marine biologist. That means you probably work for a nonprofit, which means you probably don't make a lot of money, but it's going to cost you a lot of money to go to school. And so she's now changed her path because of that. She was like, well, I don't even know if I'll ever be able to pay off my debt. (laughs) So she, you know, changed paths because it's still a passion of hers, but she's I'm not going to make any money to to be able to do this, at least not right away, because I'm going to have to find you know, a nonprofit that really cares about this and move to that area and get my foot in the door first. So it's going to take me a while to build up to that. And so it is very important for students to kind of understand what it's going to cost for you to get this education or this career, and then what are you going to make at the end of it, or what's that range at least that you have the opportunity to make. And so that is why Youth Science is a very unique tool. It is available for anybody in the public. They can just jump right onto our website. They can click right on that student resource page. They just click sign up, it shoots me an email, and then I will send it directly to them. And I get a progress report where I can see if they've completed it or not. And then they have the opportunity when they're done, if they want, they can come sit down with me, or I can send them a discussion guide that they can share with their counselor, and their counselor can go over that with them. Is there a cost involved with this? For the chamber, but not for anybody else. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, and that's just, what's what's the website where they can go to to get that information? It's just counselorsiowa.com. Click on Workforce, and then there's the Student Resource page. Just like that. Alicia Fries, Director of Workforce Development at the Council Bluffs Area Chamber of Commerce. And also Dr. Brent Hazing, Superintendent of Schools at Lewis Central and Council Bluffs. Thank you both for joining us on Chamber Chat today. We also thank our sponsor, Beacon Vacations of Council Bluffs, for their wonderful support in this program as well. We thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back with another episode next month. Until then, take care.